Hey there folks, Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special. Appreciate you tuning in as always. Have a really inspiring interview lined up for you this week. I and my co-host Gretchen Hilmers spoke with Masa Yousefi. She is an incredible artist, super, super vibrant. She describes her work as surrealistic, but that doesn't really go far enough if you ask me. And she has a really interesting story. She was born and raised in Tehran, Iran, and it's really incredible how she has sort of made her life as an artist coming to the United States and all of the trials and tribulations that went along with that. So I know you're going to enjoy listening to this interview. Wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column, as well as all of the writing that I do for the Savannah Morning News at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Last week, I had the opportunity to speak with Jose Ray about his current exhibition over at Grand Bohemian Gallery, and I have some recent columns about Jimmy Butcher, Cynthia Knott, and Michael Turner's Edge exhibition over at Sulphur Studios, and so, so much more. So check that out, savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Let's get to this week's interview Masa Yousefi talking to Gretchen Hilmers and I via Zoom. I know you're going to be interested in this story. Let's get started. Rob Hessler and Gretchen Hilmers here with Art on the Air Field Notes, and we are joined by Zoom with Masa Yousefi. And Masa, it's really great to finally have you on the show. And we've been kind of going back and forth for the last couple of months to try to get you on the show. And you've been traveling and doing all this stuff. But it's given me an opportunity to learn a little bit more about your work. But I'm going to admit right now, I don't really know anything about how you became the artist that you are. I don't know your story. Your website is a little bit scant on details about your background, although it does have your artist statement and everything like that. So how did you get into the arts? Like you said, you had a really interesting story that you wanted to tell. So tell that story to us now, if you would. Sure. Um, Well, uh, so my name is Mahsa Yousefi. Um, I'm from Tehran, Iran. Uh, I I born and raised in Tehran in Iran. And um, my my story is actually very interesting. So I, um, from my childhood, I always wanted to be an artist. I, from age of four, five years old, I've been doing designing and I was, that was my passion, my hobby and everything. So I was doing designing from very young, young age. And, um, and in the high school and um, in Iran, you can choose kind of like um, the art and uh, you can choose the degree you want in high school. So I decided to study graphic design in high school and I wanted to go to that direction. I studied graphic design for four years in there. And after that, I wanted to get to one of the best universities in Iran. So I studied so hard. In Iran, it's not like this that uh, you um, you can just like uh, apply for a university and get to it. You have to, there is a big, big test that you have to uh, go through the study so hard for a year. Then you do a test. Uh, I, um, I was actually... Uh, a plus in every class I was. It wasn't like I was competitive. I wanted to be uh, do my best in every single things I do. So uh-huh. I had to like uh, get um, admit to this best university in Tehran. And I um, 
I wanted first graphic design, but um, somehow uh, it ends up to be a stage design in theater. And I was so oh. excited. Uh, is University of Tehran is going to be very good for me. So I uh, accepted uh, to go to the theater. Uh, you know, as a, a student uh, in theater, you study, um, when you study theater, you learn everything from painting to, to costume design. So when I was a student there, I, um, I did a lot of costume design for shows and, and TV shows. I was assist my professor assistant in different TV shows. And I learned a lot about costume design. Um, then uh, after I graduated, I was um, always wanted to uh, explore something uh, new. And I, I wanted to new, meet new people, being in a new place. So I, uh, for a year after, at the end of my graduation, I studied so hard to, to apply for universities in all over the um, world, uh, in Europe, in USA. And um, I, um, after a year of working so hard um, and studying and doing all those tests, I got uh, admitted in uh, SCAD. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, honestly, it was not easy. Like I had to, um, I had to get my English certificate. I had to go get my visa, but there were, you know, there is no USA embassy in Iran. So I had to go to Dubai and stay there and get my visa. I had to prepare lots of documents to like take there. And uh, I got my visa and uh, I got everything ready and they gave me a good scholarship. So I couldn't say no, you know? Wow, yeah. I was happy to like get admitted, but um, there was challenges still because uh, in 2013, because of the sanction, um, we were under the sanction. Every dollar I wanted to spend here was three times more in Iran. Mm. It now is even 25 times more. Oh, wow. Exactly. So uh, when I got my visa and have everything ready, I, I got my goal and um, and I, I was like, I kind of uh, got disappointed. I was like, how am I going to make it by myself moving here and just uh, with the dollar situation and everything? You know, I came from a family that they did everything for me. They did their best to make everything happen for me. But we were in like a super rich family. My father only had just enough, you know, and, and but he always supported me in anything I did. And he kind of like, um, I don't know how he did it, but he always make it happen no matter what. Uh, so I got my reason. I was like, uh, I told my father, um, I don't think I can I can go. I, I was like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I can't make it happen. Like the dollar is so expensive. I have, uh, the SCAD is so expensive, even though I have a scholarship and uh, I was like, I'm not going. And one, one day I was in my room. I was like, I'm not going. I told my father, like, um, I was crying. Like, and it's a story that's all I still get me. And my father came to room and he, uh, he looked at me, he, he started crying with me. He just like, he told me, hey, Massa, you worked so, so hard to get here. And I know you have everything ready. You have your ticket. You have your visa. And you, you just go. You, you're going to make it happen. You can, you can do it. And he gave me that push. He was like, you, you're going you're gonna to figure it out. You, just do it. Um, and then I was like, okay. Uh, I got my everything ready. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm, gonna, um, I'm just going to make it happen. I manifest my whole life to here. And I... I'm going to just uh, dream again and manifest uh, the rest of it. 
So I have my suitcase and I came here by myself. I had no family here. Um, I had nobody here. I, I knew some uh, Iranian friends, but um, I really didn't know. Uh, I didn't have any family. So I came here the first week. Um, uh, I went door by door um, to the, um, any places in the school that they hiring. And I, uh, I found the job the first week. I found the job. I had my place. And from then, and just everything worked out. I worked so hard to like pay my tuition. And um, I studied, actually, I didn't say what I admit. I, I studied master in fashion design. Oh, and, okay. And transforming from, uh, from theater to fashion was not easy because I didn't know how to sew. So I had to start to learn to sew. I was really good at drawing and, and fashion illustration. I was really good at that part. But my sewing part was still a um, work in progress. So I had to uh, work so hard to learn how to sew and everything. And I was studying my master in one of the best university of um, uh, art universities. So I wanted to like be uh, in the same level of every other student. So um, that was a very challenging part too. And then after I graduate, uh, I worked so hard again four years of, three, four years of master's degree uh, in fashion design. I had to, um, I, I got, I finally got graduated in 2017. And I wanted to uh, kind of, I wanted something new. I wanted to escape. You know, when you graduate, you want to just um, do something new and explore something different. You just want to be away from a school. So, um, and then, um, I moved to Denver, Colorado with my husband, which he's from Savannah, Georgia. We met here. Um, okay, then- why Denver? That's an interesting, <laughs> I mean, I like Denver fine, but it's pretty different than Savannah. Yeah, it is different. And honestly, uh, my husband, Nick, he used to live in Marble, Colorado. Um, he was actually a barbecue master there and he when he was very young so he he loved that Denver Colorado so he told me let's go as I want to sh- I want you to see this place and we moved there uh, for two years um I work and uh, mostly as a mostly like in interior design section part as a, a stylist in Denver it wasn't a fashion uh, CD at all. <laughs> I, I I don't want to interrupt you here, but it sounds like maybe you have a dog back there. I feel like we need to inform our listening audience of what that sound is. There's a little <laughs> fluffy little white dog back there. Who's that dog? <laughs> this is uh, she is Bella. Is my uh, black lab. Come here, Bella. <sighs> Uh, I see. Oh, oh, I was. Oh, seeing, more dogs. Nice. Oh, okay, I was. I was seeing that little white dog. So this is another. <laughs> uh, oh, that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to get you off the track here, but I'm hearing squeak and squeak and squeak and squeak. So <laughs> it's very hard to keep a straight face. <laughs> okay, so so did your husband do? Was he doing barbecue there? Is that what he was like? Uh, when yeah, then he was very young. He moved to Marble, Colorado. He did barbecue master, and then he had this idea. He told me like, yeah, let's go. Colorado is amazing. You're gonna love it. And um, but now he's doing something different. He's actually IT technician. But at that time, um, yeah, we were. Um, it was like how we moved in 2017, and. Um, I started, uh, I got a job immediately uh, from with West Elm as a stylish and visual display artist. 
and um, I started working there. And after two years, um, I there was something missing in me because you know I got my master in fashion. I was like, I have to go and. Uh, New York or LA see like uh, work and as an internship somewhere or like see the beer world and then um, we decided actually and because my husband is IT technician he can travel and work in everywhere so we decided to um, do an RV life so we sold everything we bought an RV and I started a journey from um, um, I started from actually from Oregon and um, to all the way to California, um, Arizona, um, everywhere. We went so, there. Are you in the RV right now? Yes. Actually, I moved back to Savannah as a temporary. So we are in the process of buying the house. This is ah. not an RV. I sold my RV, but this is we are trying to buy a house. So this is kind of Airbnb month-to-month situation. And when I moved back, I didn't want to rent any house I'm trying to buy a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used well, that, to live in the now. I know. That's so funny. That's so cool. I mean, that's a really interesting. Yeah. So what was that experience like, you know, traveling around? I mean, I'm sure that was a pretty, you know, I mean, first of all, exploring the U.S. And then also just kind of how that influences you as a person and artistically. That must have been really interesting. Totally. It was uh, quite a journey. Um, living uh, like from one place to another. It was uh, all over. Uh, it was it was something like, uh, you know, when you go to your uh, darkness part of yourself to find yourself and you, the challenges and everything in uh, meeting new people, meet, meeting new different culture. And it was kind of like it was a journey for me and uh, to actually find what I want to do as a person. You know, like I, I was in a journey for a year of um, moving from one place to another meeting different pe- people and seeing uh, their challenges and seeing the normal hardworking people that, um, you know, um, or is, is it a normal hard, this has two different parts. It's either people that are like um, very hardworking and they and don't travel, they have an RV or they're adventurous people that are like living a gypsy life and like <laughs> exploring everywhere. So we, we saw both parts. And it has the darkness, it has the uh, happy part, and it's really helped me to, like, honestly grow as a person and get stronger. And um, um, because I went to the deeper, darkest part of myself and I came out and found myself. Yeah, I wonder about that because, you know, traveling across the U.S., you mentioned early on in your story about you know, the sanctions that the U.S. had placed on Iran and, and you know, you're a native Iranian and, and you're traveling across the U.S. And, you know, unfortunately, there are prejudices, you know, against, you know, your your people and and from What's where you come. And, and I wonder what that experience was like in, you know, traveling across the U.S. And, and interacting with, you know, all the various different cultures, especially in the kind of the middle of the United States. Totally. Uh, so there were some parts... Um... In mostly in, in California and in Oregon, uh, in Arizona, they were accepting me. And no matter what, how, what I do, and I, no matter what, I'm from Iran, and, and they, they understand it, and they have a different uh, meaning in their mind that, like, they, we are the enemy or whatever, but uh, they didn't know about my story. So some people accepted me with the 
with a warm heart and some people you could see if they had this wall that they didn't even wanted to talk to you you know and um, it was uh, it was challenging and I still um having sometimes have a hard time you know no matter uh, what I do uh, I'm still from there you know uh, even though uh, I know I don't want to I don't like sometimes to talk about politics but um my people are the sweetest people and yes my government are evil you know like we know that like but my people are the sweetest people and they are uh, hard-working people and I, I try to be uh, as nice as I can to people and tell them about my story so they understand and change their mind um, but it's still um, it's, it's still challenging every day uh, even though when I moved here I, I was 23 years old and I, when I moved here I uh, I I totally think I born again here. Everything I had to uh, start all over again. Everything from the language to um, to family, finding home, finding friends. So the RV life kind of was um, um, a journey for me to find my home. So we were trying to find where we want to live, where we want, where we feel more comfortable. Uh, all over the country so we every place we were go- going we, we consider different things the people um the the job situation or like the energy there we wanted to find home and I was uh feeling lost kind of because uh I came I was so far away from home you know mm-hmm. I find a family or home and somewhere that accept me and um, after a year of traveling and going from different places seeing different people and culture and testing myself, see if I want to be in the fashion business or not. I um, And then um, pandemic happened. We went in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, and then we decided to uh, come back home because then you realize when things like this happen, you know, <clears throat> the friends and family is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Husband was from Savannah, Georgia. So we decided to come back to Savannah and be closer to his family. Um, and honestly, um, after going all over the country and there is nowhere like Savannah. Savannah people are the sweetest people and nicest people. And, and the energy here is different. It's magical. Um, and when we moved here, I, um, we didn't uh, know if we can make it happen here um, for my job situation, for my husband's job situation. And, and honestly, everything worked out and um, we, um, we have lots of good friends here. We made our connection back and I started to um, kind of uh, find my uh, uh, journey through to the art. Um, but I see when we, when I moved here, I wanted to experience, uh, I don't know, um, because I got the mastery. I was, I want to get a full-time job. I want an office job. I wanted to be like that. And then I got that job, uh, nine to five job, but it's, still it wasn't me <laughs> and I decided to, to um, follow my so it was you know as an artist you you can uh, it's it's so hard you can I wasn't an office person I wasn't I was my passion was in drawing in illustration graphic design so it's um I decided to uh, be push off my artist friends Emilia and uh, she's one of my art and um I did it you know, I kind of found, found my journey through art and uh, found myself. I finally, I feel like I'm home, you know? That's very sweet. Gretchen, you wanted to jump well, in here? Yeah, I mean, speaking of home and, and you had touched upon 
the culture of Iran, which is, I mean, it's called the cradle of civilization for a reason. It's a beautiful, amazing, vibrant culture that is just kind of under the thumb of an oppressive government right now. And it's very sad. So how much, how much, and God, I would love to visit that country at some point. So I hope at some point we can come back and, and, and it can seize the day again. Um, Oh, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) So how much influence does your Iranian culture have on your art and how much influence has the United States had on your art? Do you feel like it's become a marriage of cultures or do you feel like one culture kind of speaks above the others when you're creating your works? And if I could just add a little something to that because, and I want to start talking about your newest work, but you do have multiple layered faces and I was feeling a little bit of that, if wondering when you were talking, if maybe there was something to that, the multi, multiple faces. Totally. Uh, so about the, uh, my culture uh, with the USA culture. So honestly, like, you know, living in uh, Iran for 23 years, it was, uh, it was not easy. You know, like we, uh, we don't have freedom. Even though, you know, even though I say like, I don't want to talk polity. I hate talking polity. I always like uh, hate to tell about um, well, how was the life there and and what it was just uh, you know it's gray, it's dark, is that they, they take your freedom away. You can express yourself as a human, especially as a woman. And so th- that part of me was kind of locked when I was in Iran, and when I moved here, I found I, found, I was a born again. I, finally found uh, myself through music, through art, through like expressing myself as a woman. And I, I was so grateful, you know, and I found, uh, you know, I feel like people that live here sometimes forget the, how fortunate they are to born here and to have everything they need. And they have even the smallest freedom, you know, you guys have like, uh, it's just, uh, it's amazing. You don't, you don't understand it unless you, until you live in somewhere else in Middle East and you feel that um, the, um, the darkness. I don't know, it's like, it's, when, I, when I move here, I, the whole part is open. Like I saw rainbow and sunshine everywhere. I saw colors everywhere. So it was a kind of mix of the, um, the call, my culture helped me to get out and see the rainbow and sunshine here and be so grateful. And the U.S. culture, um, I uh, and I, I kind of wanted to like I wanted to tell you about a little bit about my art. So my art is surreal psychedelic art. Surreal. Uh, what is surreal? What is psychedelic? Psychedelic is the art of visuals and displays, is music, funky, you know, colors, graphic design, and surreal is the art of and dream and imagination is is like unconscious mind so when you uh, in surreal art you tap to your unconscious mind you open the door of creativity and where there's no space no thoughts no time so i wanted to give people um, a deeper meaning through my art um, every single art i design has a deeper meaning and has a very special meaning behind it so i inspire is uh, is it depends on I either is about my feeling or I'm inspired to the daily things that people are challenging and I bring it to the uh, paper 
And when people, when I, they see my art, they question it and say what she's trying to say, what uh, what deeper meaning she's trying to say. And, um, and I want to be as creative as possible. I try and mix things together. And uh, I want it to be very unique and especially like the faces. Um, I don't want you to see just one face. I want you to see the deeper, um, deep, the soul of the face, you know? And uh, I mix graphics and things together to be very special. And uh, uh, as I say, it has a, uh, is art of healing too, uh, you know? Um, um, the last uh, the last year do, through doing arts and through festivals and markets, um, when I tell people about the, the story and inspiration behind every art I do, um, I have some people like they just like had tears in their eyes and they're like, wow, this is uh, talking to my and talking to me, you know, you know like um, uh, I just love to like, I want to remind people that um, uh, the things in life that we forget, you know, um, and I'm trying to be um, get them to connect with their soul and to their unconscious minds, you know. Yeah, let's talk about the specifics of your work because I I really wanted to. Um, so if you know, going kind of like looking at your website, and I'll mention it here, masayusefi.com, and it's m a h s a y o u s e f i dot com, and then also your Instagram, which is at m a f h s a underscore yusefi design. And yes. both of those show a lot of the works that you have. And one of the things I think, you know, you're, you're kind of talking about this deep personal connection between what you're doing in the works and what people are seeing in the works and how they're responding. What I think is interesting is that you're using digital to convey those ideas. And I do think they're really, really powerful images oh. and they really do kind of make me think and make me wonder. And I think that's been one of the challenges of digital art is to kind of have it have that like really visceral connection because can you connect your physical being through sort of the electrical wiring and the technology and stuff mm -hmm. and get it out there like that. So talk a little bit about that process because I do think you're hitting on something really powerful while using a medium that I think has often kind of lacked that personal connection in a lot of ways. Honestly, like uh, when I do art and I, when I, uh, I am, um, I'm totally connected with my art. Yes. Is I use the biggest screen It's all digital. I have a pen, but my screen is kind of like my sketchbook and my pen is like my pencil. And I have the, doing the digital, give me all these uh, colors, the neon colors, the bright colors. And that's what I love about it. And if you see my process, I kind of started from a sketching and I, and just like go crazy with it. And, you know, it just give me that, um, uh, the power, the digital mind, the 3D uh, feeling, it just give me that power of the, um, and bringing all these graphic and visuals easier together. And like, um, I love using a lot of neon colors and that's um, what uh, doing digital gave me all those neon colors that I want to uh, use in my art. But honestly, like I, uh, I feel very connected doing the digital. I get lost in my uh, imagination and I listen to music and it's just like all come together. And um, it's crazy. I start from one idea and it just, um, 
I don't know, it's just like all melting into each other. When I start from one sketch and it's just like slowly layers of the layers of layers. And it's just give me the, uh, uh, um, the chance to like, if I don't like the color, I can change it or I can give people different mm -hmm. color print you know that's another cool part i love about it and um i'm actually really good at doing like working with acrylic or oil and things like that but doing digital it just um was something that um i i fell in love with it you know doing the with graphics and uh, all those color i i feel like that fits very well with going from iran to the united states because now you have choice and you don't have to be married to one single thing so that just exactly. the digital medium and you being able to switch things in a heartbeat or continue working on it as you grow exactly. and change as a person just makes perfect sense and exactly um, exactly and, and i know as we change as people the colors that we identify with change with us so it'll be interesting okay. to see how your artwork evolves and your use of color and I'm actually not a very colorful person. I wear a lot of gray and black. But when I saw your art this morning, I was like, oh, my God, I was blown away. <laughs> um, and I zoomed I just, in on things. Uh, it's just yeah. it's beautiful work. So I, I love the yeah. use of your Thank colors. Thank you so much. I just want to like, I, I know people in day-to-day -day life and uh, normal life, they don't use a lot of color in their life. And I just want to kind of bring little glimpse of rainbow in their life you know it's more than a little glimpse it's an explosion <laughs> it's all the glimpse so I, don't know why. I have this imagination that like i see colors everywhere i see everywhere like is as she said i came from a dark place you know i came from a gray gray dark place that everybody wear like darker clothes you know and when I came here, I just, I see colors everywhere. I want to see the beauty in everywhere. And when people come see me and see my art, I can see in their self too, like they like, uh, I want them to get them out of their routine and normal. I want them to become to my world, come to my world. And they just, I want to inspire them, you know? I want to inspire them and give them a little glimpse of happiness and rainbow and, and, us teaching them something behind everything you know like the deeper meaning of um spirituality you know like i'm not a, a religious person i found myself to be more spiritual and deeper that we all uh, we all want you know like uh i wanted to try to give more spiritual meaning through my art recently i see that i see that it's inspiring people and and doing the markets and and just, talking with people in person, I see, they see too. So even if I can inspire one person through my art and give them a little rainbow and happiness and teach them it, mm -hmm. it you know, I, that's all I care about. That make me the happiest person ever. That just uh, means everything. That's so lovely. Well, look, I want to start to wrap up this interview here. And I've mentioned your website and your Instagram and I, I, wanna, I want you to mention those again, but I also wonder, I know that you like to do some of the shows around town. I know you recently did one at Hapatamica and I've had a chance to talk with, the, with some folks over at Hapatamica before. The gallery space there is great and I know they like to do the, the market out in their parking lot. But what are you up to as far as getting your work out there for people if they wanna come by and actually see it? Are you doing any other markets upcoming? Yes, uh, absolutely. I'm. Um... As of right now, I have like almost six markets I'm trying to line up for the fall. 
And um, as you know, that my um, we're trying to buy a house. I mean, my situation is temporary, so I try to not uh, lock myself in different markets. But I've, as of right now, I have um, I'm probably going to be in uh, October in uh, Alida Hotel uh, with uh, my. Oh yeah made by my makers community and um hopefully and in uh, i'm going to be in cohen retreat and uh, in november 13 they have a pop-up um um party and that's going to be very fun and also i am going to be in jacksonville um for two days um there's a big uh, markets there that um i'm super excited about a makers market and then again holiday parties in december um uh, with service brewery and um with made by makers again and and probably going to Nashville for different markets. So I'm going to definitely on my markets in uh, my Instagram. If anybody wanna um, um, see my process and see what I'm doing the next, please follow me on Instagram. That's like, like the only place I can really connect with people. And um, yeah. Yeah, well, and I hope that in between all that you manage to get some sleep. Um, here and there. <laughs> Again, it's it's uh, Masa underscore Yusefi Design on Instagram. And um, I really love your website too, um, MesaYusefi.com. Yeah, anything else you want to add? Also, like I want, uh, for the website I usually use, if people uh, want to see my art or purchase, is mostly my Etsy shop, uh, is Masa Yusefi Design. Um, dot etsy.com which they can find the link and through my uh, instagram um but um yeah yeah instagram is the best place that you can connect us all together that's awesome mesa thank you so much for coming on the show today sharing your story and sharing thank you your so much. We appreciate it thank you of course so thank you thank you guys so much i appreciate it for giving me this opportunity to connect with your audience thank you that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.